Welcome to Paradigm Shift, the podcast about the intersection of business and law. By changing yourself, you can change your business. Now, here's your host, Christina Martini. Welcome to Paradigm Shift. My name is Christina Martini, and I'm your host as we explore the intersection of business and law. Today, we are going to continue our conversation with an expert who will talk with us about the prospect of possibility and how to access consciousness. It is my pleasure to welcome Simone Millicis back to the show. Simone is the Worldwide Business Coordinator of Access Consciousness, an international speaker and author of Joy of Business, Getting Out of Debt Joyfully, and Relationship, Are You Sure You Want One? She is an acclaimed business and life mentor and travels the world facilitating seminars with Access Consciousness. A lady who knows how to be a woman, Simone revels in the joy of future opportunity and knows that the prospect of possibility resides in every choice you make. You can find Simone every week on her podcast, The Choice, Change, and Action, available on her website and iTunes. It is my pleasure to welcome Simone Millicis back to the show. Thank you, Christina. Thank you for having me. So we covered a lot of ground in our last segment. We talked about your work with Access Consciousness and the evolution of creating a life you love and the prospect of possibility. We talked about how powerful these concepts and tools are. So how do you go about teaching these concepts and trying to help people create a path for themselves from various walks of life, some of whom may not be particularly receptive to some of the concepts that you're teaching? And what are the biggest rewards and biggest challenges? What have they been for you? And what have you faced over the years that you've been working with Access Consciousness? Okay. So a few questions in that as well. And I mean, you know, people always say, what's your niche market? And there is no niche market. To me, it's like anyone who's actually desiring to create something different and greater. So it's not like a certain age group or male or female, et cetera. We have people show up to access consciousness classes from all walks of life. We've got two very good friends of mine based in Melbourne. They are, they travel, usually um, travel all over the world. (laughs) And um, like you. Yep. And work with, uh, you know, CFOs and CEOs and board of directors, et cetera, and and work with businesses all over the world. And they are amazing. And they are facilitators of access consciousness as well. And then, you know, you'll have a young student show up. It's like, we honestly have people from all over the world. So like I said, it's, it's anyone who's seeking something different because the tagline of access consciousness is empowering you to know that you know. And I found like when I first came across access, I remember I had a business and I was, uh, had a stand at an expo in Sydney, Australia called mind, body and spirit festival. Oh, I've been to that. I wonder, is, is there, a, is, is there a, a, a sister one in the U.S.? Probably. I, well, I think yeah. they just duplicate each other as well. And, you know, and there's people there that have many different, uh, you know, things. And I used to walk around because, you know, I always knew there was something different, Christina. Mm-hmm. I used to walk around going, this can't be it. This truly, this can't be it. Like, look at this earth. And I've always been very, I mean, growing up in Australia, we have, you know, a big country with not many people. So there's a lot of nature. <laughs> right. 
and I've, I've always grown up like coastal on the beach, etc. And I've been around a lot of nature and I've watched nature and, and I'm like, God, if you, if you look how nature creates itself and generates with no judgment and just keeps going. And then I'd watch people and I was like, people are always choosing trauma and drama and choosing this, like not something greater. And it never made sense to me, but I, I didn't really know who to talk about that to or what to talk about. And I remember having discussions for years and years with my friends, like over a glass of wine or a coffee about what our purpose is here. And the first time I met Gary Douglas and he said to me, what if the purpose of life was to have fun? And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, do you know how many (laughs) hours I spent like trying to figure out how I can get this right? And that's what I see so many people doing is that place of like, how can I get this right? Rather than if you weren't trying to be right, what do you know? Like, what are you aware of? And so I've definitely started living by that place of like, what if the purpose of life was to have fun? And I see so many people misidentify that too. It's like, this is not about like partying every day. It's like, no, what actually brings you fun today? Like what brings you joy today? And if you start looking at that, and when I went to this, I had this business at Mind, Body and Spirit Festival. And I said to Gary, the founder of Access Consciousness, you know what, you've saved me a lot of money. And he said, that's not usually what people usually say to me, you know, because obviously it costs to go to the seminars. He said, how so? I said, Gary, I used to walk around the Mind, Body and Spirit Festival and I would do everything. I would get my numerology, my iridology, my aura reading, my, you know, buy some, you know, some stones. I would do whatever I could looking for something different because, like I said, I knew that there had to be something more. And what I noticed was so many people function from this place of they had the answer. If you get this, then you'll be great. Then you'll be happy. And nothing was making me happy. Like I couldn't find that joy in all these things I had. I mean, gosh, from Tibetan prayer flags across my house to everything. And I think all of these things have some essence of a truth to it. And yet Mm -hmm. I was like, there's got to be something else. There's got to be something greater than that. And so when I met Gary, he was the first seminar I ever went to with him was actually on relationships. And I was not interested in having a relationship, but I wanted to hear him speak. And I walked in and it was so refreshing. He, he swore he was a reverend. And one of the things that I loved that he said was, don't trust me, trust you. And I was like, thank you. Cause everybody That's else. That's so cool. I love that. Cause everyone was saying, trust me, I have the answer which that's not empowering. Whereas he sat there and said, don't trust anything I'm saying. Trust you. What do you know about this? And to me, that's so much of what access consciousness is about. And what do you know? Like, what do you know about you? What do you know about the earth? What do you know about money? What do you know about business? What do you know about this? And this reality projects at you all the time of maybe the degrees that you should have or the level of education or, you know, what else is, is projected at you for what, what would be, you know, correct. Like I remember being at a, a family gathering and overhearing my mother say, oh, she'll be happy when she finds the one. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like been traveling all over the world. I'm, I'm like, was the happiest person in my family. And, but, but her point of view was happy equals married kids house mm-hmm. dog and I was like no happy you get to choose happy you get to wake up in the morning and choose happy no matter what situation you're in or what you're creating so 
it's like this reality sort of projects at you of what you should be doing and by the age you are, et cetera, whether you're male, female, et cetera. And what if everything we've been taught was a lie? And what if there was something else available? And my question is, what do you know about your life and your living and your reality that you haven't been choosing that if you did choose it would allow something different to show up and give you more joy and give you more happy and give you more of you? So I know I sort of went round about there, but that's, <laughs> that's where we went. <laughs> and what has been the most rewarding and the most challenging aspects of trying to bring this paradigm to others? The most rewarding is seeing people change and then realizing that there's something different. Look, as soon as you asked that question, I thought of this man who came to a class of mine, like, oh, possibly like 15 years ago. And he walked in and he, he was, you know, an elderly gentleman and he was using a walking stick and looked gray. Like he looked like he was about to, you know, keel over and die. And he came to the class and it was a four day class. And the fourth day he came in and he looked at me, it almost makes me want to cry. He looked at me and he didn't have his walking stick and he had color in his face. And he said, Simone, he said, thank you so much. He said, I think I was dying when I came in here and he said, and I decided to live. Wow. That is incredibly powerful. Yeah. And you can't put a price tag on that. It's like, to me, that is the change that people realize that they can have and be in their life is, is what is so rewarding. And what do you find challenging? I would think that for the most part, folks that decide that they want to explore this end up getting something very profound and there's a profound shift that comes out. But I would imagine that you probably dealt with your fair share of skeptics as well. I was just about to say that the two, well, the two things I find challenging is one is how come there is not more hours in the day and more days in the week? That would help me a lot. If you ever figure that out, let me know because I, I'm in dire need of that myself. <laughs> okay. And then, and yeah, the second thing would be, would be that as well, the skeptics. And look, over the years, I have had to deal with that. And I think uh, Renee Brown on her Netflix series, I think it's on vulnerability. She, she actually put that really well. She said, if you're the one on stage, you know, all those people sitting in the audience looking at you and they, and how many judgments they project at you, but you're the one on stage. You're the one that's actually getting out there and choosing something and doing something. And all those people who are watching, sitting there, you know, sitting back watching and just judging, it's like, why would you make that more real? And there's been two things that have, that definitely changed my life. There was one where, when I was worldwide coordinator of access and at one stage and I rang Gary and I said, look, I don't know if I can do this job anymore. And he said, why, what's going on? And I said, I don't know if I can handle the judgments. And he said, okay, talk to me. What's, what's happening. And there was these three women who I had perceived were my friends and I was hearing things that they were saying about me. And here's the interesting thing, Christina, and this seems to happen all the time is what I was about to do was say, I can't do this job. What if I quit so that I can, it's almost like validate their judgments. And Gary said, Mm -hmm. okay. He said, I want you to do something here. He said, look at their lives and what they've created. Like not from judgment, just have a look at their lives and what they've created. And so I put my attention on that and he said, now I want you to have a look at your life and have a look at what you've created. And I had chosen a lot more. And 
he said, so are they judging you or are they judging what they have not yet created or chosen and might never? And I realized that when you do step out and you become an authority and yes, I travel all around the world and, you know, do seminars and you're on stage and I don't know, you become what they call an influencer on Instagram, which I think is hysterical, but you know, all of that, (laughs) it's like, you're going to receive that judgment. But what I also realized was judgment is not real and it never, ever creates something greater. It only ever creates separation and creates something less than. So when I realized that judgment was pretty much nothing but this big black dark hole that only created less than, I made the demand of myself that I would never judge myself or anyone else again and not buy into the judgments and not slow myself down and not stop myself based on that. And there was um, another one of my books, the second book I wrote, Getting Out of Debt Joyfully. I was in Italy and I woke up in Italy and my PR agent who was in Australia so she'd obviously been awake, was freaking out. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? And she's like, the media has gone crazy and they've called you, you know, snake oil and nothing but a, you know, oh, man. <laughs> all these things. But because she was freaking out, I went <gasps> and I started freaking out. And then it was like 15 minutes. And then I went, look, I've got to have a shower and I'll call you back. And I was in the shower and I thought, hang on a second. It's like, I know what I'm doing. I know that I was, a, I was 187,000 Australian dollars in debt. I know I used the access consciousness tools to change that and I wrote about it. I know that what I wrote is true for me. So by the time I got out of the shower and I rang her back and I was like, look, it's going to be okay. And she said, Simone, there's media all over the world who want to do interviews with you. And I said, okay, so let's do it. And she said, you do know they want to vilify you, right? And I went, yeah, that's okay because I know what I'm doing is true to me. And I remember going down to breakfast and I was actually with Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, and we had our mm-hmm. you know, international lawyer there and a really good friend of mine and you know, these people that I work with really closely. And I sat down to breakfast with them and I looked around and I was like, oh, these guys have my back and we know what we're creating and, and I'm not going to let anybody stop me from what I'm choosing and what, I am, what I'm doing in the world. So I learned to deal with that energy and not make it mean anything and keep moving forward. And I think that's what makes a really true leader is knowing where you're heading and don't allow anyone to stop you. And it's not about fighting. To me, it was like completely having my barriers down going, okay, what questions do you have? And I'll be present with this and I'll answer the questions, but I'm not going to fight you or go and create a conflict because that doesn't create anything greater. So that's definitely been a challenge. And what I would ask is anyone listening to this, if you come up against that sort of energy, don't buy it as real. Like ask yourself, what is it that you would like to create in the world and choose that no matter what anyone is judging of you or what are they projecting at you or expecting of you choose what you know works for you. That's amazing advice and definitely something that I know our listeners will take to heart. One question I'd love to ask you is um, you had mentioned earlier that even in the wake of COVID and all the limitations that delivering seminars and presentations and conferences for access may have been presented by COVID, you've said that you nevertheless, given your agility with Zoom and so forth, that your teachings and the access consciousness paradigm has actually boomed in these COVID times. 
Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about the shift that you've seen people experience? One of the things you had mentioned is that people are really trying to explore what brings them joy and what brings them pleasure. What is it about access consciousness that you think maybe resonates maybe even more with people now in these COVID times we're in? I would say that people are actually starting to look at what works for them because it's sort of, I don't know, it's like before before COVID, BC, <laughs> before COVID, it was like people were allowing different things to distract them or going, yes, this is what makes me happy. And then since COVID, and I know that we're all in a really different situation, depends what city, state, country you are in. And yet I think people have really had to dig deep and have a look at what it is that actually works for them. I mean, if you look at relationships, for example, it's like how many relationships have discovered that they actually really do like each other or the other that they don't really like each other because they've been stuck at home together, et cetera. So I think people are really looking at what works for them and and what they would like to choose next. I miss wearing high heels, that's for sure. I, wear I my bet sp- your feet are happy that you're not wearing I know. them. Though. Actually, my osteo, I went to my osteo the other day and he was like, oh, I'm so glad you're not wearing high heels anymore, Simone. <laughs> That's so funny. I know, but it's like, but, but I, I really do think this is the, like, if you use this, this time to have a look at every area of your life, I mean, from relationships to bodies, to business, to money, to family, you know, geographically where you're situated, it's like, I know people who actually like to move, like have a look at all and do what works for you. Like maybe write it down. And, you know, I mean, I love my, everyone I work with always, you know, hassles me because I love a spreadsheet and, uh, you know, it's like you could put it on a spreadsheet or something and start to write down, what is it? If you could choose anything, what would you choose with all of these different areas of your life? Like what would create more happy in your world? And if you choose in like every day, what makes me happier with this, with relationships, with, you know, with bodies, you know, with your business, with money, are you doing what makes you happy? And start to ask yourself those questions. And if you're not, don't judge yourself, but ask, what action can I take to change this? Because I see a lot of people, Christina, who wish for things to show up. And to me, what I'm noticing at the moment is there's, you know, it's almost like there's, I mean, you can't divide it into two. And yet, generally, there's people who wake up and say, I wish something was different. I wish I had a million dollars in my bank account. And then there's the people who wake up and ask questions and demand, okay, what's it going to take for me to have a million dollars in my bank account? What's it going to take for this to show up? And they start taking some action. I mean, if I look at the local businesses around here, there's a restaurant here and it's called Some Young Guys. And it was mm-hmm. three of the three of the guys from MasterChef in Australia a few years ago. And it's like Thai infusion, beautiful, beautiful food. Now, they chose not to open throughout this whole period. But what they did do was which meant that they didn't have to pay staff etc what they did do was the three of them created these different curry sauces that they have and they now sell them across Australia and everybody knows about them and they would do takeaway like on a Friday and Saturday night but you had a choice of like one or two dishes that's it so they made sure that they created a revenue stream but were not sort of like they weren't overspending they were creating the awareness of their restaurant and of their food and doing it different. And I think that's what you need to look at with all of your life and your business is how can you do this different 
and have something greater show up. And that's definitely what we've been doing with the, with the online you know, classes, et cetera. We've done so many online classes and it's expanding our business in a really different way. It sounds amazing though. And it sounds like such a wonderful opportunity and it's going to be interesting to see how things go. Um, we're now speaking at the end of August and it's going to be interesting to see what the next four months, which are the balance of the year, what they what they bring both in terms of COVID as well as the opportunities and challenges that we're all going to face. Switching gears, you are an author. We've talked about a, a couple times during our time together. We've talked about a couple of your books really quickly. I would love to hear more, as I'm sure our listeners would as well, about the books you've written and what they're about so that maybe our listeners can explore them. And you're also an experienced podcaster, and I'm sure that folks would love to hear about your podcast as well. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I've written three books so far, and you can get them all on Amazon. Joy of Business was the first book that I wrote. And it's funny, I wrote that book because I would talk about business to Gary, um, the founder of Access, and he was like, Simone, you look at this so different. And I was like, no, everybody does. And he was like, no, they don't. And we had this conversation once because I said, why is someone choosing this? I said, this is to do with business and it's not joyful. And he said, Simone, people don't choose business for the joy of it. And I went, yes, they do. He said, no, they don't. And we had this conversation. That's and I went, so funny. I know. And he looked at me and he went, you do get that you see the world in a really different way, right? And he said, you need to start doing seminars on this and talking about it. So I did. And at the beginning, I was like, oh my God, this is so boring talking about how you create a business. I'd rather spend the time creating a business. And then I had so many people come up to me and just say, wow, thank you. And so what I, what I was looking at, that was very basic, simple tools to be each and every day in business. People were, it was changing their whole paradigm. Like, I mean, our, our international lawyer, he's based in Austria. The first time I ever met him was at a Joy Business Seminar and, and he stood there and asked me a couple of questions and he said, you changed my whole business. You changed the way I did everything. And now he works with us. And so then I ended up putting all of this stuff into a book based on my seminars. So Enjoy Businesses, I think it's translated into 14 languages at the moment. The second book I wrote was called Getting Out of Debt Joyfully. And, you know, as I mentioned before, I created an absolute financial mess. You wouldn't have been able to tell if you met me. I wasn't, I wasn't walking around, you know, functioning from lack or scarcity. I just spent way too much money when I wasn't earning mm -hmm. that much money. And when I finally started to look at it and realized that nobody else was going to change this, that I had to make the choice to change my financial reality. And so I did. And, you know, I have money now. And and I do seminars on that as well, getting out of debt joyfully. I do seminars on joy business. It's called Business Done Different. And then also getting out of debt joyfully. And I'm going to say you don't have to be in debt to read that book or go to one of the seminars. I've had a lot of people who have, have you know, quite a bit of wealth and they've, they have expanded their wealth. So that always makes me happy when people, you know, can create more. And then the third book I wrote, I actually wrote with my ex partner and it's called relationship are you sure you want one and we wrote it <laughs> while we were together that's very interesting hmm. I know. <laughs> well we wanted to put people into question because it's one of those places that people think that they're less than if they don't have a relationship and it's not true it's like it should be a choice not a necessity so and people looked at us and said how are you creating your relationship you guys get on so well we've never fought over eight years of being together 
And so again, we started doing seminars and then put it into a book. Now, the interesting thing is, as we released that book, we were in America and our PR agent had all this media booked, et cetera. And we broke up the relationship and she was like, oh my God, seriously? And we were like, it's, it's okay, we've got this. Which has actually created more because we realized how much we were maintaining our relationship and not creating something greater. And to me, if you're going to choose to be with someone, whether it's a, a business partner, you know, a lover, it's like a friend, you should be creating at least 20 times more together than what you would alone. So we sort of termed the name creationship instead of relationship. And we're actually, Brendan and I are both writing our second book at the moment based on that. It's like, what if you could have a creationship with a lot of the people in, in your life? And I mean, we broke up the relationship and we, we went to say, let's sell everything and go halves. And then we went, hang on a second. It's like, we've created so much wealth together and so many possibilities. Why would we change that? Like, just because we're not living together or lovers anymore, it doesn't mean we can't create financial relationship together. So we still do that. And everyone, you know, their comments is that it's very different and we are very different. And I know I am a really different person and the way I look at the world and yeah. And then the podcast I have, um, I did a podcast for three years and then I just got bored with it. So I, <laughs> I stopped it and everyone was like, you've got so many listeners. And I went, I know, but I'm bored. So I want to do something different. So just this year I started, it's called Choice, Change and Action Podcast because I wanted to talk about many different topics and any topic that when you start to make a different choice and you want to change something, it's like, what action can you take? So I interview, you know, different people, um, mainly involved in access consciousness as well. And we talk about many different topics and my favorite topics are relationship, business and money, I'm going to say. Um, yeah. So you can check that out. Choice, change and action podcast. That's terrific. And I'm definitely going to check out your books and definitely check out your podcast and uh, loop back with you. And I'm sure our listeners will too. You know, it's interesting. There was something that you had mentioned, I think it was in the first segment of our time together. And it's, it, it reminded me of a question that I often ask my, my guests um, who come from various backgrounds and who I have on the show for various reasons. And the question is the following. I mean, you are so enlightened and you've shared so much over the past 50 minutes that we've been talking and you had mentioned something about the wisdom that you gain as you get older and experience life. If there was some advice that you could give to your younger self, knowing what you know now, what would that be? Don't play games with yourself and stop lying to yourself. Because I can't, like the amount of times I would lie to myself and try and, you know, I mentioned briefly before about trying to create the rightness of my po point of view, like trying to prove that I was right in, in so many different areas. If you stop trying to prove that you're right, you'll have so much freedom. And if you stop playing games and lying with yourself, it's, there's so much more that's available. It's sort of like that grow up, <laughs> become an adult. Like, you know, it's so much easier. It truly is so much easier than when you are trying to get everything right. I mean, most people would rather be right than be free. I'd rather be free than be right. That's a really profound statement and one that I'm sure is going to you know, make us all think about what that really means in the context of each of our lives. So what's next for you? You are up to so much. Your life has looked quite a bit different the last few months. As we were talking about earlier, you're used to traveling six, seven weeks at a time, coming home for a week and then doing it all over again. 
that has changed significantly. So in the process of digesting everything that COVID has brought to each of us in terms of opportunities to do a re-exam of our lives, what is next for you both professionally as well as personally? Well, I'll, I'll keep moving forward and doing what I'm doing. Like, I mean, we have at the moment, we, we've got, you know, a, a team of people all around the world. Like we've got 160 staff based everywhere. So we have a lot of different meetings on Zooms and we talk about the schedule like every two weeks because we do what we can based on the regulations. Like I'm supposed to be in Costa Rica in two weeks, but obviously I'm not going to be and keep looking at that. So it's like, what can I create while I'm here in Australia online and also, also in Australia? I don't, I don't ever see myself not working with access consciousness. I mean, I'm a part of the whole company now. It's to me, this so matches the energy of what I'd like to see in the world. And we change all the time. We change all the time based on it's, you know, who comes along and it's like, it's about creating more consciousness uh, in the world and, and more awareness. So it changes each and every day. And personally, well, there's a few different things happening personally in my life that, you know, I'm looking and having fun with and it's made it a little bit easier seeing as I'm at home as well. So yeah, lots of different things. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you. You like the way I was a little bit. Uh... <laughs> Love it. I think it's great. Maybe you can give us an update at some point. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, that's very exciting. And it's hard to believe that we've been together for an hour already, which means that I'm going to ask you the question I ask all my other guests, which is, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners and where can they find you? Well, again, that you can find me, just Google Simone Melissa's and, you know, the Instagram, um, there's a lot of stuff on Instagram, Facebook as well, and the website and accessconsciousness.com and all my books have websites as well. So, but they're the main ones. And the final thoughts, I'm going to say, choose what works for you. Like really have a look at your life today and ask if I was choosing my reality, what would I choose? And ask that and see what shows up and start choosing for you. Because if you start choosing for you, it actually includes everything and everyone else. And, you know, with access consciousness, it's like consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. If we lived in a world with no judgment, if you lived in a world and created your reality with no judgment, what else could show up? That's awesome and very powerful and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time from your very busy schedule. It's early morning Australia when we're talking right now, and I really appreciate so much, as do our listeners, to have you on the guest sharing your your sage wisdom and look forward to continuing our conversation at some point really soon. Thank you so much, Christina, for having me on here, and I look forward to that as well. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Paradigm Shift. We hope that you've enjoyed the second part of our conversation with Simone Millicis and that you will join us next week for a new interview. I'm your host, Christina Martini. Please look for our weekly episodes every Tuesday. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please visit us at www.paradigmshiftshow.com. We would love to hear from you. Please look for new episodes of Paradigm Shift every Tuesday.